0: you're listening to cinema geekly premium premium podcast from premium people thanks for your support today we are canceling the apocalypse i've grown quite fond of you in many ways you have shown me what it's like to have a son I can't believe this. Dr. Wells
1: had something to do with Barry's mom's murder. He's in a wheelchair? How could he
0: possibly have done that? You're smart. But you're not that smart. You're listening to Flashing Arrow, Cinema Geekly's Flash slash Arrow podcast. Each week, Glenn and myself sit down and talk about the DC Double Shot on the CW. Glenn, how are you doing?
1: I am great. I'm so glad this show came back. Or these shows came back.
0: Yeah, they. you mean these two specific shows, as in the Flash and Arrow, or these two specific episodes of the show, because they were both okay? Uh, One
1: specific episode, and the other one is just... I'm going to continue to have a problem with it until the end of the season, probably.
0: <laughs> okay, so f- <laughs> fair warning. Um, well, thanks for asking about me, Glenn. I'm doing fine. Uh, uh, finally, actually, I'm finally doing fine. Uh, and hopefully, it stays that way for I don't know, a- at least two weeks or so. I have, I have small children, so getting sick is like a thing that happens regularly. With, uh, with any luck, though, uh, I'll be okay going forward for quite a while. Uh, so, yeah, man, both shows returned. We've got Season 1, Episode 15 of The Flash called Out of Time, uh, directed, of course, by our favorite The Flash director, Thor Frudenthal. Uh, he has a tendency to direct the uh, the episodes that we actually like the most, it seems, uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to find out what, what exactly you thought of this episode. I, I've got my, my thoughts both good and bad about Out of Time, so uh, let, us, let us speak upon this episode. Uh, we begin with, uh, with Mark Martin, who has the ability to control the weather. No, not that guy who had the ability to control the weather from the first episode. This would be his brother, who is also uh, super powered and alive. Uh, unlike unlike the guy in the first episode who could control the weather and is now dead, uh, is dead. Th- this guy, however, can control the weather proper. Like he is, he has honed his skill, uh, and he has returned to Central City to avenge the death of his brother Clyde and set his sights on the man who he who he believed killed him, which I do believe is also correct, Mister Joe West. Mm-hmm. This is not good. Uh, Cisco begins to believe Joe was right about Harrison Wells, so he. Uh, and by the way, for those of you just tuning in, the suspicion is that uh, Dr. Wells may have had something to do with Barry Allen's mother's death. Uh, so he reche- da, da, da. yeah. So he rechecks the containment field uh, that had failed to hold the Reverse Flash and discovers that the Reverse Flash seen in the containment field was only that of a hologram, sir. Uh, Wells, are, you know what? I'm, re- I'm reading this paragraph here from Wikipedia and it seems to have cut to the last 10 minutes of the episode within uh, like two sentences. Cause the next sentence here is Wells arrives and reveals himself. And I'm like, didn't a whole bunch of other shit happen before all this? Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to skip, I'm going to skip that part. We're going to wait. Cause that happened near the end of the episode. Um, so, uh, Mark Martin, who, by the way, Cisco has finally dubbed the Weather Wizard. And in a... I don't know, are these fourth wall moments, Glenn, where he's like, ah, I've been waiting since the first week for that one. Is that like a fourth wall moment a little bit?
1: Uh, probably slightly. I mean, it is the first week they were together, so... That's I mean.
0: true. It's, it's like one of those weird... It's like a three and a half wall nod, I guess. Um... So he, kidn- he, find- he finds Joe and uh, he kidnaps him despite Cisco's best efforts to create some sort of electronical staff that would block his powers. Uh, and. A, a wand, if you may. Yeah, a, a wizard's wand, which I think is what Cisco calls it, actually. Yes, it is what he calls uh, it. And uh, forces, he forces Joe to watch as the weather wizard sends a tsunami into the city in order to kill Iris which is kind of like killing a fly with a bazooka, if you think about it for a minute. I'm going to kill your daughter with a tsunami. Yeah, half the city. (laughs) It's like, I don't think he's just intending to kill Iris here. He
1: said he wanted vengeance, and he's going to, everyone he knows and loves is going to die. So I'm pretty, you know, wiping out half the city. That's a pretty, you know, broad strokes. You know, you may be able to do it in that one.
0: That's right. Um, and Barry has followed Iris as they were closely tailing, uh, Mark. And, uh, as he's as he kidnapped Joe, they're, they're kind of closely tailing him to this location. And as soon as Barry realizes what's going on, he calls Caitlin to be like, oh my God, he's sending a tsunami to kill all of us. What should I do? And she says, what's the thing you always do? And he goes, run very fast. And she goes, yes, do that. Uh which is, but, but she wants to tell him about Cisco. Oh, yes, yes. Because she has discovered something about Cisco. Yeah, something horrible. And Dr. Which we, will Wells. Get, which we will get to because that's like the biggest reveal actually in the whole episode. Uh but out of the blue, uh Iris and Barry just decide they're gonna make out while her father is kidnapped by a psychotic man with superpowers about to kill half the city uh but hey let's stop for a tender kiss and play some sweet romantic music glenn it's it's all lovely uh of course both of these people are in we're in sturdy relationships up until this point uh but fuck that and you know what else barry says fuck it i'm the flash whoosh see And Iris is like, holy shit, this is so much stuff happening all at once. And then Barry runs really fast up and down the coast and essentially stops the tsunami with some sort of wind waves. You don't see him stop it. Yeah, you know what? That's true. That's not how he stops it. He stops it by it never happening. Oh shit! That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> so he's running really fast. I, I how can I forget all so much? This is part of this. This will be part of the discussion in a moment. So much fucking shit happened in the end of this episode. Uh, meanwhile, back at the Star Labs, uh, Harrison Wells, wh- whom I'm guessing had spider senses that were tingling, decided to go back and see what Cisco was up to. And when he arrives, he does so standing, not in his wheelchair, uh, and Cisco's mouth is agape at all of this. And uh, he tells him that uh, he confirms, by the way, that the the thing he saw was, you know, a hologram. Essentially, he can sort of create like a, I don't know, a, a mirror image a of him. That's sort of, a, a, yeah, it's a, a speed mirage, uh, which sounds like some sort of <laughs> drug-related uh, side effect or something. It if sounds you like
1: you know one of the. You know, sequels to the movie Speed that, that we're not putting <laughs> develop. It
0: takes place in Egypt. Yeah. Speed Mirage. <laughs> Keanu... It's like with sand dunes and stuff. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is on a camel that can't go lower than two miles an hour. <laughs> uh, no,
1: no. They would have kept Jason Patrick. You know, he was in on the second one. They would have just kept him going.
0: Uh, Harrison Wells uh, then tells Cisco that. Harrison Wells is just a cover for who he really is. His name is... Go ahead, Glenn. It's who you thought it was, kind of since the beginning, I guess. Hubert Thawne. That's right. The reverse flash. A, a man from the future who came back in time to kill Barry but killed his mother instead and has since been stranded in the present day. Uh, he also explains that he is pushing Barry to get stronger so he can use Barry's powers to... To return to his time, uh, and then he gives this very heartfelt speech to Cisco, because Cisco is just like, "What the fuck?" He's crying. Yeah, he is, he's just, "What the shit is going on?" And he's like, "Look, man, it's like I know that I've just been using everybody to sort of get back to my own time, but you're kind of like a son to me. I've really grown to like you." And then speed punch through his chest. He fucking kills Cisco. But. In my defense, you've been dead for centuries. (laughs) Yes! What a holy shit! That was a great line. It was. Uh, So meanwhile, we go back to Barry running (laughs) laps on the beach, and uh, he is he has to run faster than he has ever run before in order to build up this this. I don't know. I don't know how Caitlin described it. It was some sort of. It's like
1: like a kind of like how it works with tornadoes. Like it's about pressure canceling out. (laughs) And so he's supposed to basically create a a wind strong enough to cancel out the energy from the tsunami.
0: Mm -hmm. And uh, so he is running, and he is running so fast that when he stops, he is back in time, uh, back to when uh, the Weather Wizard first returned to Central City, a scene that we saw way back at the beginning of the episode. He had warped time. Uh, so yeah, that is, that is the episode, Glenn. What did you think of Out of Time?
1: Uh, I actually, uh, halfway, th- you know, for the very, for the first part, when you, I had to actually rewind it, cause like, wait, was that his face? Cause I, I was watching on a computer, so it's not my, my 65 inch that I usually see it on, so I had to downgrade to like, you know, a 16 inch screen, which yeah. was pretty shitty for this episode. Um, and, uh, it was... You see, it, I'm like, oh, okay, so he's gonna go back in time at the end of this episode. That that's what happens because I, I, this is something that has happened in the comics uh, where he has seen his future self in a way, and uh, it was like, okay, so I know this is going to end. And <laughs> whenever he killed Cisco, I, I actually watched that scene again because I enjoyed it so much, yeah. knowing that um, up until that point, nothing, none of this was going to happen. Um, so I. I I, I knew, like, as I okay, so this is kind of a waste episode, but it's going to be a very good one, uh, a game changer that n- no game was actually changed. Right. Because you know, you know, it starts with you know you have the bowling date. So basically, everything after the bowling date, where Iris is all over Barry and Barry is not stopping her from being all over him. Uh, you know, and he pours his heart out to her, or she pours his heart out to him, saying that, you know, the reason why I haven't had you off my mind is because I'm also in love with you, blah, blah, blah. And Eddie Thon had been getting jealous, and then Hubert saying that Thon is a distant relative of him. So, and that's why he couldn't kill him before, which is something most of us knew. And I know I said a few weeks back, whenever. Or basically in the mid-season break, whenever he did that, the Thaw, you know, why he couldn't kill him was because uh, he wouldn't exist. Right. Uh, but no, it was good. I mean, there are really bad moments, but I think with this one in particular, it the the good moments way like just exceeded the piss poorness of some of those scenes.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, no,
1: I, I did I did enjoy it. So it was it was. The, the last 10, 15 minutes were pretty solid. So
0: the, uh, the thing with, for me, it was, uh, I, I I've kind of toggled back and forth between whether or not this is a, a brilliant episode or a not so brilliant episode. I, uh, the, the thing that really stood obviously you could tell by me reading through all of this was like, holy shit, they revealed so many things all at once, <laughs> Uh, like, oh, Harrison Wells is in a wheelchair. He can stand. Oh, guess what? Better yet, Harrison Wells is in his name. Guess what? This is his name. And guess what else? He's from the future. And guess what else? He's evil. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, I mean, some of us kind of already figured all of that out. Uh, but you know what I mean? It's like that. And it's like, oh, hey, uh, Iris... Barry cares for you. Oh my God, they're making out. This is incredible. Barry traveling, you know, like, uh, like so many things uh, happened. He revealed himself to her as the Flash. And uh, then at the end, it all made sense because it's like, oh, he traveled back in time. So guess what? By the end of the next episode, uh, none of this is going to have occurred. It's all going to it's all going to be stopped. Uh, there won't be a tsunami. He won't kiss Iris. Harrison Wells' cover will not be blown. Iris won't know that Barry is the Flash. Like in, in some ways, I'm like, uh, that's really, you know, cheap to go and do all of that stuff and then be like, oh, nope, none of it exists. Um, but in some ways, I also like it. Like it's like if you're gonna do that stuff, like this is a good way to get around, you know, it not like scrambling the show entirely. Yeah, you're getting
1: the audience so. kept, uh, caught up to yeah. the alternative motives. And that was yeah. my
0: thing. Is The
1: audience is catching up to what is really happening. And now... You know, it's one of those things we know more than what the characters know, so we know how perilous their journey is going to continue to be until they catch
0: on. Yes. So, like, anytime Cisco is going to be around Harrison Wells now or alone in a room, we're just going to be like, Oh,
1: God, don't... Don't... Just don't mess with that freaking Electron thing. You're already
0: dead to him. Stay away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What would you give this episode, sir?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't want to give it a four because... there, that whole bowling scene was just so stupid uh <laughs> bowling. I I mean like you can uh, it was just it was how forward they what I understand this is a CW show. I understand what demographics they're looking at. Uh so I, I, you have to be very tongue in cheek in and how these love affairs are done. We're definitely going to talk about this in Arrow. Uh so I, I get that, and I, I understand it, but, but it just it just annoyed the hell me with the catch up thing. Like, if you want this to go on as as them being, you know, this brotherly sisterly thing, yeah, some of those stuff you can explain because of their past, like how they are together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just weird that they really just kind of threw it all in there in this one episode of. Of Iris, you know, slipping up—not, I won't say slipping up, but kind of whoring herself out to Barry for several instances. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know I went with the more like harsh phrase I, I
0: didn't like, I didn't like, I didn't like Eddie, who was like, uh, you know, there's, there's something. I know you guys are like brothers and sisters, but I just don't like it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, like he's been cool. He knew what he was getting into, and he's been cool with it up to this point. Like, yeah. how would that change? And I would understand. Like, I didn't like how the how he reacted to it. I would understand if it's like you were wiping ketchup off his lip. Like, that's not a sister thing. That's not even the way you were doing it. It wasn't like even a motherly she had, way. Like, like it if was
0: she just sensually licked it off of his face. Then perhaps you yeah. would have not not even perhaps you would most definitely have a case to <laughs> be like, no, I don't like that. Uh, could you not do that anymore? Could you? Or, you know not even that like if she had let, let's just say because that's really salacious and that's that's gone over the line let's say she is she had wiped it off his lip or whatever I didn't,
1: I didn't herself. and then
0: and then yeah did like the slow finger into the mouth Mwah! one of those things mm-hmm. like that would have been, like, cause, you know, raise the alarms. You know what I mean? Like, that's for sure. But she just wiped it out. I mean, she was, like, one step away from spitting on a napkin and wiping it off, like like a mom would.
1: Yeah, and sit down in her bowling chair and just pulling a, a rope to a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> um but i mean i understand him saying the third wheel stuff like some of his argument i, I did like you know the hurt the whole third wheel mainly because i'm wondering why the hell he hasn't said that sooner the third wheel thing i completely understand like that is i don't care how close you would be with that guy even if it is like a brotherly sisterly thing like you don't want to you know you, you you're the boyfriend like you shouldn't be the one that's on the sideline and and all these social interactions the entirety of it so yeah. I, I do get that part, but uh, yeah, I, I give it like a three and a half. Like I said, I don't want to do four because there were stuff I really liked. Uh, I, I I, mean, those last 10 minutes, especially with Thon, even though he's throwing it all out there, I thoroughly enjoyed. I loved the way Tom Cavanaugh did it because it seemed really cavalier. Like none of this mattered to him except for like, you know, Cisco was important in a way, but yeah, like, you know, he just derails all of that with this freaking cold hearted line at the end.
0: Yeah yeah for me it was uh i I see it i see it slightly differently like for me i i was sitting at three and a half for most of this episode until the scene with cisco and that that pushed it into four territory for me just because it was that that whole that whole moment was was so good and i'm just like i know something bad's gonna happen like is he gonna hit him is he gonna knock him out and it's like oh no he just punched through his chest what the fuck like that yeah. was the temple of doomed his Disaster is what he did. Yeah, Kali Ma, I was like, holy crap!
1: Kali Ma, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was like, holy crap! That was that was nuts. That was it, it, granted, it was not as crazy as as Rachel Gould squashing Oliver Queen in that fight in the climb. That was by far the craziest thing I've seen on a comic book show this uh, uh, in, in recent memory period. Just to see the main the main hero just get demolished so so supremely but that really did kind of come out of nowhere was not quite expecting that uh which is funny that uh i mean i guess they were saving it it's like but why did he just shoot the other guy The you know the the guy that they thought he was because uh, you know, that was the other a point they were raising like he showed up at this guy's office and he hasn't been seen since and i'm pretty sure he just shot that guy right with a gun like, why would you shoot somebody with a gun when you can punch through their body? Yeah. And, uh, well, even the you know in
1: the series they've hinted at like he his his speed yeah. is a little little touch touch and go, and that's that's the whole thing with it's Barry and it's even part of the comics in a way is is tapping into that speed force. They're they're sharing the same energy and and Barry's just a little bit stronger at it, but. Uh,
0: Professor Zoom can use it a little bit better. And so. I suppose uh, a fist sized hole that goes straight through a body would probably raise more questions
1: uh, than it is. Well, has. at super speed, because then you could just blame it on Barry. There you go.
0: It's the Flash's it's, fault. It's that guy's fault. Uh, all right, so we're going to talk about season three now, episode 16 of Arrow, called The Offer. Olive of Queen is a man destined to be a lion city will turn on you. Your closest allies will call you a criminal. You will be scorned and hunted and then killed. I can give you a whole world to save. There is more than one path to justice. Maybe I should be Rosalcourt. Okay, sir. Uh, so we've got uh, we begin a- after the the previous episode that we talked about. Uh, Nanda Parbat was the episode where Rachel Ghoul is like, "Hey, I'm not going to kill you. You should become me." Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where we left off. So uh, Rachel Ghoul tries to convince Oliver to take over as the head of the League of Assassins exp- and explains that uh, the localized pool of water in Nanda Parbat has healing effects that have allowed him to live far longer than any mortal man. At which point I went, whoa, awesome. Finally, a fucking Lazarus pit. Like it's not I don't think it's exactly how it is it, is it how is that how it's described in the books? Probably not. I'm guessing it's like some, you know like it's not like in the water, in Nanda Parbat, is it? It's 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 like a I don't know. How is it explained in the books?
1: It's kind of like a, like a oozing pit. Yeah. Like usually it's like greenish
0: and stuff. So. Here it's just like the Fountain of Youth, I guess. But it's close enough. Like they didn't give us one in the Nolan movie. Yeah,
1: I mean, it doesn't look like it's the back of uh, you know, in the Playboy Mansion how they have that that rock scape like grotto. That's kind of how it looks. So, <laughs> yeah, it's not really a grotto. I'm, I'm
0: picturing you just having like. Uh, like water coolers like in office buildings and it's just full of it's just full of uh Lazarus pit water. And he just gets like little Dixie cups and fills it up every now and <laughs> again. Uh let me see here. Uh the uh the pool is becoming less effective, however. So Raish is looking for replacement. Is this something that also happens in the books? Does like after a while it stops having yeah. mm-hmm. the effect? Okay.
1: Like it still works on him, but it's not like the reason why he's somewhat aged uh at this point is because it 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 can't reverse it back so far like yeah he he will eventually die it's not like an immediate thing but yes he he does want uh bruce wayne to take
0: take the head of the league of
1: assassins or in this Oliver queen which i I mean they're one of the same at this point so
0: uh, in a show of good faith to convince Oliver to take the offer, Raish releases Diggle, who immediately does a diggle wiggle and Malcolm Merlin and uh, forgives all blood debts. Oliver returns to Starling and releases uh, Naisa. much uh, <coughs> okay. Uh, Oliver and his team return to uh, to stop in the crimes in Starling City, but Captain Lance, is done helping the Arrow when he realizes the vigilante lied about Sarah's death. Afterward, Oliver realizes that he's not ready to give up on being the Arrow just yet. Oliver informs his friend Masio of his decision, who warns Oliver of the consequences to defying Raish. Uh, upset with her father over his offer to Oliver, uh, Nyssa returns to Starling City and agrees to help train Laurel. I smell a romance, Glenn. Oh. Uh race dress although they've never really described Laurel as being bisexual or homosexual, but um it's just oh, we'll talk about it in a minute. Race, Race dressed as the arrow uh frames the vigilante from and frames the vigilante for murder. Uh oh and in flashbacks, Oliver walks around with Masio's kid and they run around and that's it. I'm not kidding. That was the flashbacks. It's Oliver and a kid, and he's like, hey, we went to a zoo once, and bang, oh, crap, run. And that was literally all the flashbacks. Pointless. Uh, Glenn, what did you think of this episode?
1: Um, I mean, the adventures of babysitting with Oliver Queen <laughs> was pretty lame. Yeah, it was like Big Daddy, but just... <laughs> I want to call myself Frankenstein. Oh, yeah, you can. Masio's son.
0: I forget his name. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Short round, that was his name.
1: Uh, <laughs> no time no, for love, Mr. Queen. No, it was just we talked about in the office thread that now we're now as we describe our messages on Facebook, the office thread.
0: <laughs> is that what it is? That sounds so professional. Yeah,
1: it, it was the, uh, it is. It's still the best Batman show on TV. and it's, It is. Uh, I don't. I I, st- I don't like it. It just, it bothers me to no end. I, I, like I said, I'm going to have a problem with this until it ends, uh, until this season ends. And then, with the Felicity thing, mm-hmm. her thing about oh you're always gonna be special to me and you chose not to be in a relationship and she's right but it's just God it is just that romance is just so corny like I don't even care
0: if they're together anymore it's it feels like mm-hmm. it's been too drawn out they've uh, they, like, in order they to make it up... cornier they've got to have a scene where they kiss and then that uh, I don't want to wait for our last mm-hmm. they got to play that song when they mm-hmm. kiss and then it will complete the corny circle.
1: Yeah, and then whenever they are whimsical again they can play Salisbury Hill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, no, it's it's just god, it is it's getting really annoying. Like I kind of want her to go on on that stupid spin-off. Like they're just no, you don't... there's nothing there anymore. And I you know what Kudos to the writers for getting us off of this whole Oliver and Felicity thing because uh, to me they've just they've burned it to the ground. I do not care uh, anymore. So I guess if they want to move Laurel in that direction, or you know Nissa can just have another Lance under her belt, then
0: whatever. Just be friends. Like quit teasing the the tension and just. They both decided. I mean, Oliver decided he couldn't be in a relationship with her, and she eventually accepted that and found a new person. Why can they just not both be happy and be friends? Yeah, uh, we can't do. it. Well, it's on CW. That that's why we can't do that. Damn you, CW! And and
1: just, I kind of hope Thea Queen just gets murdered at the end of this series. Uh, she was at the begging end of this for season.
0: it by Nissa, and she wasn't. I
1: know. Do it. I just, I don't care for her character. She's just really whiny like at least when she was whining on drugs it was slightly entertaining now it's just tiresome and she went back to Roy yeah
0: yeah
1: I mean that's good I mean yeah Roy's steady now but he's not even that important to the show anymore really I mean he's just there for a crutch for her every once in a while when she's not banging DJs that happen to be assassins And the whole, you know, John Barrowman. I love him, but he doesn't. They, they just need to get rid of like three people off on this cast and just started it. Like if it's the Ventures of Diggle and Arrow, like it was in the beginning,
0: I'm all for it. Oh no, I mean, a lot of people totally. They to, a lot of people were totally lost for me in that last episode. With if people go back and listen to it, they can hear me rant and rave about. How ridiculous it is that Oliver's like, no, you you don't want to do that to your own dad. Sure, he's a super villainous, murderous, uh, insane supervillain, but you'll regret one day sending him off to his death. And she's like, no, really, I don't think I will. I mean, he's a really horrible person. It's he's like he's like worse than Hitler. And everybody said everybody's happy Hitler's gone. Uh, well, most everybody, virtually everybody, is glad that Hitler is gone. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna regret it. <laughs> And he's like, no, trust me, I need to go to Nandapar, but I'll be... He's the only one who
1: thought she would regret it, and because he thought she would regret it, now she regrets it. Ah! And then, okay, the other thing, too, is like, okay, he got beat to hell, and I know why they couldn't have him in a bedroom, because that would mean they'd have to build a new set, Mm -hmm. but how uncomfortable would it be to sit on that damn couch after the shit that man went through? Indeed. It's just... The worst, like oh, he's on my couch. Like no, put him in bed if you really don't want him to feel this kind of pain. Like that would just would suck. Um, uh, but no, I I just uh, I like the the ghoul Ghul stuff. Um, and, and and you know, and at the end with him jumping down, that is a very racial Ghul kind of thing. Indeed. Uh, bring him to you and have them hate him for it. Like that's it's a that's that's a I, it's a tactic of his in a way. But he doesn't. It's also not true to him of sorts because for rage, it's all about honor, and so especially in the comics, like there's, he would never just go after Bruce's family, or well, he doesn't have it, but he wouldn't go after like Alfred or you know ones he may love that right. he that he knows about. He wouldn't do that to him. That's not uh that's not his end game. Is to attack that he's about honor and, and doing things the correct way, right? Unless he is absolutely desperate. And I guess he really is desperate for this. But I just... uh, I don't... I don't like the way the season's going. And I didn't think I would because of them just throwing in Rachel Gold just because of the name. And that's just a property that is solely... You know, it's very important to another character that is not on this. And Oliver Queen has his own people he has his own stuff like yeah you can draw on his own mythos and make him this left wing nut which is a self-described term he uses for himself uh and, and it's it's not there he's this dark brooding guy that's that's not oliver queen like he's generally a pretty easy going guy who just you know hikes the ladies a little bit and, yeah he's hawkeye and he wants to you know <laughs> give give money to the poor people because rich capitalists are a bunch of pigs like that's yeah, that's his thing. Maybe. But no, it's that's not what we're doing. It's all about fighting crime. When he's
0: more of a white collar kind of guy. Mm. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I'm kind of there with you. Like I I don't really care about how things are necessarily displayed in in the comics or whatever. Uh, the racial Ghoul like I agree with you. All the racial Ghoul stuff is cool because I like that character, and the stuff they've been doing with him on the show has been good, with the exception of him wanting. Oliver to take over and like all, all of the stuff kind of at this point, not involving Rachel Ghoul, I have not really enjoyed that much, uh, since his introduction, like since his introduction, it's like, yay, awesome. He's awesome. This is awesome. Uh, and then kind of everything else surrounding it. I've sort of just been, you know, slamming my head against the table over, probably not for the same reason. I mean, some of them are for the same reasons, but, uh, you know what I mean? Like I just, I don't know. Uh, I'm guessing it's gonna like I don't even know what the end game is here. Obviously, Oliver is not going to become Rachel Ghoul, nor is he going to kill Rachel Ghoul. I don't think, Uh, which I I would presume to be a mistake if they were to do that. Of course, Rachel Ghoul never really dies; dies. He always ends up, you know, coming back in some form or another. So, Uh, but I think that also kind of officially explains that Oliver didn't wasn't. Uh, killed by Ra. Well, he was killed by Ra's Al Ghul, but the Nanda Parbat water, the Lazarus Pit, is probably what was used to uh, mm-hmm. to resuscitate him. Although I don't believe it is ever actually spoken, but I'm relatively certain that that is the case. Like I think he heals his hand with it at some point too, right? Uh, Ra's Al so, Ghul does. He yeah. heals his
1: hand. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I don't really know what else to say. Like you kind of nailed all of it. Uh... I wish there was something more to talk about. I mean, next uh,
1: week we get to see Hawkeye versus Iron Man. Uh, that that's happening. And that is when, when I am looking to for that time. That I is, am
0: looking forward to next week's episode. I will say that they're yeah. finally doing something that I, uh, am interested in seeing again. It's been far too long. Uh, but
1: again, I don't understand why like this fight is happening. Uh, I mean, unless they're setting up as like, hey, I built this suit. I want to see how good I am in this suit. Can we fight? Like, I understand that. But him being like, wait, he's Oliver Queen. I think you two boned. We're going to duke it out. Like, if, if that's the reason, man, he huh. is a really horrible, rational scientist.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, Glenn, how what would you offer up as your score for the offer? Uh, three. That's a good pun. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm struggling to give it anything higher than a three for sure. Um, I'm debating on whether or not it deserves. I don't think it deserves a lower like it's, it's not Corto Maltese level. No, I mean, it's, it's not
1: bad. It's just I personally the baggage I carry as a viewer is what is affecting me. Yeah. My stance on the show outside of um the, mostly the women in the show, I think they could just get rid of. I mean, I'm fine with Laurel being there because she's kind of becoming important in a way. Yeah. But like Thea, I mean, just just kill her off. Uh Yeah. Felicity, I mean, she can she, just go in that Adam Brandon Rao spin-off series, which I to me I feel like in a way they she, are building towards that or they're going to have She
0: probably be interview. better served
1: there is my yeah, guess. she would. You're going to carry some viewership. Um you know from this show because there's a lot of people who like her m- mostly for her looks even I think she's good in the show as an actress. Oh, great. Uh she's really good at comedy relief which is, you know, something you don't really get from like really attractive women. They're usually not used as the comic relief. Yeah, she has improved greatly since the first season. Mm-hmm. She has. Uh but I just she's Yeah, just, I, I kind of feel like they need to start over. And yeah. and I'm fine with, you know, if if this is this season is kind of a turning point for where Oliver goes for me. Like Mm -hmm. this is his learning his third year in, he's learning a lot. And then he becomes this leftist nut. Like if, if this is, you know, he had to become this really dark and extreme to get to the lighter side. I'm fine with that. I can forgive it. Um, that's something I know I've said with man of steel. If it turns into the next, Batman vs. Superman is about how Superman murdered millions of people. I am perfectly okay with that, and I will give that movie a, a retroactively higher rating. Yes. Um, but just at face value, I'm having an issue with this season.
0: Uh, yeah, so I'm going to give it a three as well. Um, yeah, not much, else, not much else to say, but man, have they... Oh, I, I guess I can just ask this. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's a rhetorical question. I don't know at this point, but... Have they just given up on the flashbacks?
1: I think at this point, maybe they have, or they're just trying to do something different with them. Like you know, we've talked about how the flashbacks even port, and they even had their own story to tell, especially when it was on the island. But at this one, I feel like they were trying to have it serve more of a purpose. What was happening in the show, and then they they've just lost their footing and how that was done. Because you know, we talk about like you know, it was it, it helped for the first couple of seasons it kind of shed some light on basic things and, th- you know, basic understandings we needed for Oliver Queen. But they also had their own story. And in this one, it's all about trying to build towards, you know, what it's all about the basic understandings of Oliver, which we, for the most part, understand. Like, I don't know why it can't just be its own story. And that's, that. that to me, that's where the problem is. They're trying to send this message when it could just be its own thing.
0: Okay, so uh, that's a wrap, I guess, for this week. And we're uh, we're going to be back next week. I, it looks like there are no more breaks anytime soon. Yeah, they're going to have to do something because you need to get your episodes back on track. Damn, Skippy. Uh, okay, yeah, we're going to be back next week uh, talking The Flash Season 1, Episode 16, called Rogue Time and Arrow Season 3. Episode 17 called Suicidal Tendencies. Ooh. That's Suicide Squad!